Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here are your hosts, Bob Lambert and Jennifer Villarreal. Good morning, everybody. This is Bob Lambert, Faith Marketplace Radio here on AM 1160. And I'm a founding partner, Samurai Business Group, where we help people with their business development and sales through a training program. My wonderful partner, Jennifer Reyes, is not with me today. She had an emergency come up. So we're going to have to be uh, doing this on my own. And uh, I have the privilege of introducing a reoccurring guest. It hasn't been out for quite a while. Robert Rentier, which is the founder and the uh chairman of the Barrio Foundation. That's Barrio Foundation. Robert, welcome back. Thank you, Bob. Good to see you. Good to see you. Hey, you know what we want to do? Let's uh, let's get our, uh, get our uh, audience up to speed here because it has been a while and you've been a busy guy. You've been doing a lot of stuff. So what can you tell our listeners about Dr. Robert Rettier? Well, you know, I'm just a simple guy who I decided I wanted to do something extraordinary. And I'm proud to say that over the last 13 years, we developed a bilingual book series uh, and programming for the academic uh, areas and uh, ministries that now serve kids across America and over 25 countries around the world. Man, and you got you've had a, a, you've gotten a couple of different awards too, haven't you? For, uh, yes, for doing been, what you're doing, bringing populations together. Why don't you share that with the audience? Well, I mean, what started off is just an idea to help a couple of kids. Little did they know, God had another plan. So I've been being blown around. Um, the last 13 years uh, to serve a higher purpose. So some of the awards, to name just a few, is I was the first and only Latino in the world to ever receive two national Dr. Martha Luther King Jr. awards for my work as a civil rights leader, Latino voice in educational reform. Yeah, but there's a bigger story here. And I want I know that you it, it's elongated, but why don't you just start with your humble beginning so people know how this whole thing started and where, where you came from? You know, um, nobody would have guessed, right? I was born in East Los Angeles into poverty. Uh, my father was a heroin addict and alcoholic. He abandoned the family when I was three and only leaving my mother to work two, three jobs to raise my little sister and I so we did not become part of the system. Uh, fast forward age six, I was in a terrible accident, almost died, had to go to school for the physically disabled and mentally challenged. I get out of that school after three years and my mother remarries and she marries an abusive drunk and the nightmare starts all over again. So when I got old enough, I ran away and I started running and gunning, stealing and dealing and landed up with another dysfunctional family called gangs. Around mm-hmm. 17 years old, my father dies in a halfway house on Skid Row. He died a bum, a hobo. I resolved to make better life choices, got out of the gangs, and I made the best decision of my life. I joined the military. So I spent seven years, three months, eight days, 14 hours, and about 13 minutes serving our military <laughs> as a non-commissioned officer, and I ended up in the 3rd Special Forces Group at Fort Bragg. I got out of that and came to Chicago with a duffel bag and $200, and I talked my way into a laundry management company and selling washing machines for uh, laundromats. And six years later, I got recruited and I became vice president of a publicly traded company on the New York Stock Exchange. I climbed the ladder of corporate America for six years. And one night I said, I want to have a shot. And I wanted to start my own business. And within three years, we were the number one distribution company in the United States. And I thought I had arrived, right? I I grew up sleeping on the floor and I had a house on a pond. I used to take a bike or ride a bus or walk, hitchhike. And next thing you know, I'm driving a Mercedes Benz. (laughs) <laughs> and I share that with you, not to impress you, Bob, but to empower you, because I learned that the two greatest days in your life are the day you're born and the day you realize why you're born. So I decided to write a book 
to help kids make better life choices. And I thought at the time that it was just going to be a book. And little did I know that God had another plan for me. So 12 years later, you know, we've traveled all over the country. We've reached approximately 3.5 million people worldwide. And now we're working with organizations that are global organizations to reach kids worldwide. Man, if you honest, if you can't tell the passion this guy's got, but I'm going to stoke the fire a little bit more here. So, Robert, what makes you so passionate for what you do? Obviously, your background and some other things, but what makes you so passionate to do this? Because you've taken your own wealth to be able to do this. Well, you know, leadership is not just talking the talk, but it's walking the walk. And when I first became an author 13 years ago, and I saw the impact I was having in real time, I could have said, hey, listen, this is not my job. This is Bob's job. Let Bob do it, right? <laughs> Bob said that in the ministries, I'm just a guy in corporate America. And I decided that I was going to do something about it because that's what leaders do. So I closed my business. And as I said, I took a blind leap of faith to serve a higher purpose. And now I found my purpose and my passion. So I was once one of those little kids that were lost, walking around lost in a culture of darkness. So that's why I wanted to do something about it. Man, oh man, I got to tell you. Um, obviously, Robert, with this whole transition, this this path you've been on, there's been a few challenges along the way, haven't there? And so why don't you share with the audience some of those, some of those challenges and those brick walls you ran into? Well, naively, Bob, I thought that, you know, that everybody's going to want to help. Everybody's going to want to get involved. And little did I know that, you know, we're spending millions and billions of dollars every year with education on so-called best practices that aren't working. But because the unions, contracts, and pages is more of the same. Our kids are being, they're teaching the test, not teaching to learn, and they're graduating with a seventh grade reading level. And other people don't want you to fix the problem because if you fix the problem, they're going to lose their jobs. So we're going to put band-aids on bullet wounds and call it a good day. So I figured, okay, listen, I can't beat the system directly because the system's broken. I want to go around the system and feed it. That's why we're working with partners like uh, the WBC, the World Boxing Council, who mentors boys and girls in 165 countries around the world. I became their ambassador uh, with, for that organization. Uh, I just made a deal the other day with some people in Las Vegas. It's a gaming company, virtual gaming for kids, global company that we're going to launch together to reach kids worldwide. Wow. Wow. And that's off your book, right? What you're going to be doing with that, with the gaming company, right? Right. Hey, congratulations. I know you, you. I, I, congratulations. I know you've been working hard on that and what, mm -hmm. what a powerhouse you are. Um, real quick, you know, this is a story, this is a, a program about how you combine faith and work. Why don't you share just quickly how you're combining your faith and work? Well, what happens is you know, the books that I've written from the barrio to the boardroom, the graphic novel, me barrio and the activity coloring book, little barrio, aren't just books with pictures and words, but a burning message of hope and dreams. So I'm teaching our kids that even though we can't see air, we still breathe. And even though we can't see God, we still believe. And that's called faith. So I'm giving our kids faith and the hope they need to believe that they can be anybody they want to be and to dream and dream big because I'm teaching these kids like I've learned that if the dream is big enough, Bob, the odds don't even matter. Man, you've had the big dream. Listen, audience out there, listeners, get this. You want you to text us at 224 404-1988 with the keyword Barrio, B-A-R-R-I-O. And everyone that's in education or ministry gets a free, uh, what's that free thing we're giving them away? It's, it's an academic curriculum for the schools, middle schools and high schools, and a faith-based curriculum for the ministries. Wow. So everybody that Texas said that has an education or ministry background with the uh, keyword barrio, we're going to get that. And just a little bit later, I'm going to tell you about a very special gift that he's going to get away. 
give away. I don't want to run out of time, Robert, because you got a lot of good stuff we want to talk about here. So incorporating your faith and work has been a part of your life for a long time, right? Absolutely. When you were going through building your business and everything like that, and what you've now been dedicating that and been commissioned by the, what you believe, the Great Commission, this ministry, to really help out these underprivileged and underclass kids, right? Absolutely. Now, I know you got a favorite Bible verse. You probably have several of them for different stages of life. What's In this season of life, what's your favorite Bible verse? The trust in the Lord, Proverbs 3, 5. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. And that's obviously one I, I keep reminding myself I got to trust, trust, trust. Every time I get down on my hands and knees and I'm thinking, oh, how are we going to get out of this or who are we going to do with this? It's all about trust because uh, – and, and that's huge because coming to that point of actually trusting – with a leap of faith like you did uh, is really important. Um, so the other thing too, um, obviously you've been through a lot. What kind of words of wisdom would you have given to your younger self if you, knowing what you know now? You know, what I learned from the military was a word called character. Hmm. You know, doing what's right, not just when somebody's watching you, but doing the right thing when nobody's watching you. So telling myself back then with all the bad things I did with the drugs and robbing houses and cars and, selling and doing drugs is, you know, you need to have character. Yeah. And, and, and that's one thing that you, nobody could take away from you. Do you feel fortunate that you were able to go in the military, that they didn't reject you or didn't turn you back? You know, um, it was a last stop for me because if I didn't make it through the military, I would have been dead or I've been doing life in prison without parole. So yeah. the, the, that was, like I said, it saved, not only saved my life, but it changed my life. And it not only made me a man, Bob, but it made me a better man. So um, real quickly, I know you have a short story on this. So what's uh, what's kind of something funny, cool, or amazing about Robert? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if it's so amazing. I, I, I think that uh, one of my moments that, that like people don't know about me was something that I did because I don't go around bragging about this. But my mother was, you know, my anchor. Mm. And, you know, it's not, not only the, the woman who gave me life, but the love of my life. And I wanted to prove to her that her son wasn't a loser. So when I got to corporate America that first year and I have outsold everybody in the company, had a real sizable bonus. I think that year was like $42,000 bonus for Christmas. Wow. I flew home and I took my mother to lunch and I gave her a bag and I said, Merry Christmas. And she says, what is it? And I said, what do you think it is? She goes, it's a necklace because ladies love jewelry. Right, Bob? And I said, right. There you no, go. It's, it's, it's not a necklace. I said, open the bag. So she reaches in the bag. She pulls out a set of keys. And she looks at the set of keys, Bob, and she's looking confused. She goes, what does this mean? I said, Mama, this means you'll never have to take the bus again. Oh, my goodness. the proudest <laughs> moment in the history of my life, Bob. Wow. That is fantastic. Well, fasten your seatbelts, folks, because we got a duo on today that it will just blow you away. Uh, the special gift I told you about, again, keyword uh, is going to be Barrio. For the first three people that call in on this is going to get a personally autographed book uh, one of Robert's books. And that book is what title what, Robert? It'll be called From the Barrio to the Boardroom because that's the one they teach in schools and ministries. Absolutely. Well, listen, you think this segment was good with Robert. You wait up till we get up to the next one because this is a guy I, I got a very personal relationship with and he's bigger than life. And then we're going to end up on the third segment. You're going to really want to stay tuned to this whole show because these two gentlemen have formed a, an alliance and a, a phenomenal partnership together. We're going to be talking about that. So stay tuned. We're going to be right back with our special guest, George Moore. And you're going to learn a whole lot there, too. OK, in the meantime, get out there and check out our website, faithmarketplace.com. We have all the podcasts up there for the last seven years. So stay tuned.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Now, back to founding partner of the Samurai Business Group and Marketplace veteran, Bob Lambert. Hey, we're back again, and I told you before, you got to stay tuned because we got two very special guests. This is a reoccurring guest. I'd love to introduce you to George Moore. He's the founder of Legacy Reentry Foundation up here in Lake County. George, why don't you tell him a little bit about Legacy? Thanks, Bob. So glad to be with you. Uh, basically, Legacy was founded to help formerly incarcerated individuals to reintegrate back into society. And that's just not people who are formerly incarcerated, but that's anybody in need of a second chance. We want to help people to change their story. We do that by way of empowering people through employment, uh, through education, evangelism. And um, that's my personal story as well. So I'm not only a, a client, but I'm the same user that uh, uses all these services. Yeah. Give them a little bit of background about that, though. What what got, what got you into this whole thing in the first place, George? What really got me involved was about 20 years ago, I was incarcerated. I did two years and three months, both in Lake County Jail and in prison, Menard, Graham, Joliet. And my story is when I go into the jails, especially Lake County Jail, which I'm a current chaplain uh, teaching every Wednesday until the COVID-19 uh, scenario happened. Um, I'm able to tell them that I was locked up and detained in the same jail that you're in now. And that's a huge story for anybody that sees me or hears the story. And so it impacts them because if they see that I can do it, they can do it. Yeah. And so and that's where we started. Um, Go ahead. So what is yeah, it so that's that you why we do started when, when you go in there, when you go into the jail, what is it that you're actually trying to help these, these people understand? Uh, one of the things we want to help them to understand is, you know, I always hear the word they. Um, they won't let me. Uh, they won't give me an opportunity. They this, they that. And we, we tend to eliminate, at least I do, eliminate excuses. There is no excuse. There is no they. Uh, you can do it. And uh, we believe that God has empowered you with something on the inside of you to do whatever he's called you to do in spite of your circumstances, your demographic. And so that's the main story that I deal with a lot trying to help them to reintegrate back into society, start their own business, become an entrepreneur. If you can't find a business, why not create one? Yeah, but you offer the services also to help them get employed, to educate them and empower them, right? We yep. do. Uh, actually, not too far away from uh, Lake County Jail, we have an office that you can go in and, and you can get community closet clothing. We call it that because people donate clothing to us, uh, really good clothing, and we're able to give that away for free. As soon as you come out of jail, you can come see us. It's happened hundreds of times. Uh, Midway Staffing has partnered with us for employment so they can get employment. We've had as many as eight people come in for jobs, eight people leave out the next day working. Uh, yeah. We're also a community service site. I mean, we, we have a variety of service that you can go to our website and see that we're able to impact them. As soon as they get out of jail, they can hit the ground running. What's that, Lex? What's the website real quick so people know how to get see that? Sure. Uh, www.legacyreentryfoundation.org. That's yep. legacyreentryfoundation.org. Hey, listen, what, uh, George, obviously this is a, a big kind of a project and the ministry that you have. What are some of the challenges you've had? Uh, some of the challenges that we've had, we've dealt with uh, trying to help people to understand that you need to give people a second chance, being empathetic uh, towards individuals who've made mistakes. It could be you. It could be any one of us. And so we, we've talked to employers and we've partnered with them to help them understand that you can hire these individuals 
some of these people are the greatest workers you'll ever meet. Um, they're hardworking. They don't want to hand up or hand out. They want to hand up. And so, you know, that's one of my biggest challenges is to help people understand that you can give them an opportunity or another chance and they will go for it. You know, obviously this is, it is it, faith is incorporated through all this, but as we ask, you know, talk to people, incorporating your faith in what you do, obviously that's something that's daily for you, right? I know that, uh, what's the scripture verse for the foundation? Our favorite scripture verse, our mission verse is Isaiah uh, 42 and 7, uh, to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prison from the prison house. And, and we just, that's our calling, that's our cause. We want to bring them out and to bring them into a promised land that God has for them. Well, you know, George, you've been through a lot in your life, and I have a, a you know very close relationship. Uh, you know, in um, full disclosure here, I'm on the board of Legacy Reentry, and I've been a proud member of that now for a couple of years. Known George for longer than that, but uh, I have to tell you, that when uh, this gentleman lets you know what he's doing, he is very passionate. He's quiet and he's gentle, but he's big and he, he's powerful as to what th what this is doing. And he's taken and helping hundreds and hundreds of people up in that community. And we're hopeful that uh, in the next segment, we're going to announce something that's going to make this a whole lot bigger than what it is right now. But uh, let me ask you something, George. Knowing what you know right now, what kind of advice would you have given to your younger self? That is an amazing question. Um, I'm actually writing on that now from Lockup to Legacy. And um, the advice I would give my younger self is to sit down and shut up. <laughs> That's the best advice. I think one of the most powerful things we can do is to give our youth a voice. They want to be heard. And, and but at the same time, help them understand listening is a powerful tool. And that's one of the things I did not do. Um, I did not listen well, and I, I suffer for that. And a lot of people I know, especially our youth and millennials, uh, they'll tell you they suffer because they just didn't listen and didn't mm -hmm. want to hear what somebody had to tell them. And so that, that would be one of my biggest uh, pieces of advice is to tell, tell my younger self, just listen, just listen for a minute, be quiet and just listen and it'll be better for you. George has got a fabulous gift for our listeners also. So we want you to text us at 224-404-1988 with the word legacy. And the first three people that do that, George, what are they going to get? They're going to get nine books. We're, we're dealing with uh, COVID-19 and how to uh, respond in a Christ-like manner. And so we've written nine books in the last eight weeks dealing with that. And you get all that free if you go to the website right now. It is incredible, folks. I've seen these books. I've seen the segments he's done as he's been promoting this. And this is a fabulous gift. So <clears throat> the first three guests that, uh, that uh, text us at 224-404-1988 are going to get copied nine copies of this book it's a whole series so each one will get nine copies of that book uh, sent to you um you know what i want to find out also what would you what else would you like to tell the listeners out there about what Legacy's doing because you told us about the community closet you've told us about going into the jail what else is going on with legacy sure um legacy has shifted our whole um initiative towards education and towards our youth uh, we've been um, reactive. 
so so to speak. We've reacted to people in prison, incarcerated, and now we're being more proactive. And so uh, youth and prevention is where we're headed and dealing with education. We want to renew people's minds. We have jobs, we have employment, but most of the people that we deal with, some of them aren't ready mentally. Mental illness is an issue that we face a lot. And so we've shifted towards education, and that's why uh, Dr. Robert is, is a great uh, companion for where we're going with this, because we want to send our books out. And as, as you said, they can go onto the website and get nine free books, uh, PDF to them right now. They can just go on and get that. And that will help to renew the mind and help our youth to see that, okay, you can keep a job. You can get there on time. And so we want them to become a resource and not just receive resources. And so we just ask everybody help us as we walk in that in that uh, new initiative of trying to help people educationally and renew their minds and so they can know how to keep with what's been given to them. Well, I know that you also did a couple of years ago, as I keep saying to people, we started playing offense instead of defense with these young people. So why don't you quickly tell them what the initiative is to start doing that? Great. Well, State Rep. Rita Mayfield is on our board. We're so excited. and She's helped us with so many initiatives. We have some powerful board members like Bob uh, Lambert who are really working together. And so we made a partnership with Youth Entrepreneurs. And Youth Entrepreneurs is an international uh, organization headed by the Koch brothers and or funded by them. And, and we're now able uh, to, we actually were sent to Washington, D.C. We're going to uh, Texas or you know, when this whole thing opens up and we're able to give our youth whatever they need as far as books. We have some great youth facilitators. Um, we're being funded to do it. And, and now we're able to to give our youth an um, insight as to how they can start their own business and become entrepreneurs. I don't know if you watch Shark Tank, uh, but, you know, we have that kind of model where we can actually give them incentives to to pitch their business and to make sure that they get something monetarily at the end. So believe me, uh, they're excited about being involved. And so this is a great initiative that, like you said, we're playing offense now and we're just so excited about it. Yeah, and I can't wait till this next segment when we get Dr. Robert Rentiera and George Moore are coming together on the next segment and fasten your seatbelts because we got a big announcement for you guys. But in the meantime, you want to text us at 224-404-1988 with the keyword legacy. And the first three people that do that are going to get a nine-book series that has just been published hot off the press that you're going to get as a special gift from Legacy. And that's LegacyReentryFoundation.org. So go out there and check all that out. And real quickly, for Robert, it is going to be – Robert, what is the address for you? People can find us at www.fromthebarrio. That's two R's, fromthebarrio.com. As I told you, we got to have these two gentlemen coming up in the next segment. In the meantime, get out and check out our website, faithmarketplace.com. We have all the podcasts up there for going on seven years. I can't believe it. Probably close to 600 podcasts. You can listen and download those and listen to them in the car. Fabulous guests we've had on there. You can listen to Robert again from an earlier edition. You can listen to George again from an earlier edition. But I want you to stay tuned as we get into this next segment because what we're going to serve up is basically how these two gentlemen have formed an alliance and a partnership coming together that is absolutely going to take it to everybody out there in need in the communities that they serve, and we're bringing all that together. So, again, get out there and check out their websites. And stay tuned for this next segment. We're going to be right back.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. We're back here again. I told you, fasten your seatbelts. We're back here with Dr. Robert Rentera of the Barrio Foundation and George Moore, the founder of uh, Legacy Reentry Foundation. Almost blew that. But anyway, hey, so I've got both of these gentlemen on and we've uh, formed out some specific questions that we need to ask today. So I'm going to start out. Whoever wants to jump in. It's basically, how are you two coming together to create these opportunities, especially in light of what's going on right now, the limitations we have with the COVID and the challenges of that? So I'll throw it out. Who wants to answer? George? I'm excited. I'm really excited. You know, I feel like uh, Robert, I, I haven't called him this, but I feel like he's like a big brother because, uh, you know, we've been able to talk and really connect and we have so much in common. And so our books, you know, we have a book coming out, I, my book called From Lockup to Legacy and his book from the barrio to the boardroom. And the interesting word that we have in common is from. And so both of us are trying to take uh, people from one place to another. And that is, especially during this COVID-19, um, you know, pandemic, uh, people are feeling displaced. They're feeling like confused and there's a lot of divisiveness. And so what we're able to do is we're able to bring unity uh, through education, through our books, to, to basically help people renew their minds, especially our youth. Right now, our youth, um, they feel like, as I said earlier, they don't have a voice. We want to speak to that. We want to give them a voice. We want them to understand that there's more for them outside of their circumstances. And so that's what we're doing together. We're coming together to address their mind, to renew their mind educationally, and to take them from where they're at to another place, even though they're currently in this COVID-19 scenario. Hey, Robert, how do you see uh, the, the books? Now, you've had your book out for quite a long time, and I know George is, is in the throes of his book. I've seen his one-man show. He's got he's got great material. So where, how do you see your books being able to come together, and what are the purpose is that going to serve? Well, I think that, you know, what happens is a not-for-profit, you find out that people work in silos. They don't collaborate because they consider you a threat because of funding. So... First thing we want to do is break that barrier that we're going to collaborate and we're going to share resources. And we've been talking about different contexts we can share to further the cause. But I really believe the cultural relevancy of this thing, that it's mm -hmm. diverse and it's inclusive. And that's important that that's what we're going to do is we're going to share that, that a man, regardless of his color, age, race, religion, or economic, economic background, that two men can come together and put all that aside to share for a common goal, which is changing the landscape for our youth across America and around the world. And I know you addressed that earlier, Robert, with the educational system. That seems to be a key thing right here, that you can't change that, but you're doing it in a different way. Is that really kind of the purpose of how that's going to come together? Right. I, I, George, I'll jump in here. You know, what I've seen is $2.5 billion was taken away from after schools and programs a year and a half ago because they said there's no scientific evidence that after school program works. That came from the Secretary of Education, Betsy DeVos. My question to that is how would you know when your kids are homeschooled? So George and myself... You know, we live in the real world, and yeah. and, and, we, and that's why this works for our, by us coming together so that we can pull our kids out of the barrios and out of the ghettos and lift them up so that our kids and their kids, your kids and all kids can spread their wings and fly like the angels God intended them to be. I love it. I love it. Um, and this is for both of you. It's a two-part one, though. Basically, uh, do you find yourselves ever being discriminated against because of your color or your culture? George? You have enough time for this? You know, we both come from marginalized communities and we don't make, we, this, that's not an excuse. 
you know, I have uh, good friends in law enforcement, uh, but uh, unfortunately I've been uh, profiled. They call it, the, you know, a crime for driving while being black. And I've experienced that so many times in Grays Lake, I was pulled over and profiled. And um, because of my background, they made me take my shirt off in at a four-way intersection um, to examine tattoos. Uh, this is a person who's trying to be a working class citizen and to reintegrate back into society. Uh, I've been you know, pulled over and, you know, in front of my place of employment, you know, um, by a task force looking for someone else. And then they joked about it and said, well, we thought we had the right guy. I, I understand what it's like to be profiled. Um, also being, you know, in the community of, you know, the, the DOC, Department of Corrections. Many people understand what it's like to, you know, the black and brown communities have been, you know, taken in large proportions and placed in that system. And so what we want to do is help people not to be bitter about that, to understand it, uh, like I said earlier, to be empathetic towards that. If you don't have an experience with that, we do. We can help you understand that. And then let's see how we can bridge the gap. Let's see how we can have a, the, the conversation. Let's, let's start there. Yeah. I am so thrilled with what you guys are doing. And, and what I got to ask here, Robert, is how are you two guys coming together address really this discrimination issue in such a divisive time that we're living in? Well, I, I think that, you know, we're more alike than people think. You know, I was telling George this morning, there's a song that I heard that, you know, we all loved and lost. You know, we, we, we've all fallen down and gotten up and we say things we regret. In the end, we all bleed red. So we have to understand that, you know, politically, it's not about blue states or red states, but about the United States. And right. so we're going to pull people together because the dream of Dr. King cannot just be a dream, but it has to become a reality. So if not us, then who? And if not now, then when? Got it. That's great. And the other thing, too, both of you men are strong men of faith. So how does your faith played in this whole thing? Because we know that Lord Jesus come down on earth basically to give us the edict of love. Love your neighbor and love, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. The two greatest commandments. So do you, do you kind of see this as basically how this is reflected in what you're doing together and coming together on this? Well, I'd like to say, George, that I think that this is a big idea whose time has come. And it's, and it's way past time that this happens. We have to stand united. And that's right. what we're talking about here. George, how about you yeah, from your I side? Have to, I have to agree with Robert. I think this this now is the time, um, you know, a well-known justice advocate, I always quote him, Brian Stevenson says, you know, the church needs to be more proximate. You know, we need to be more close to the situation at hand. I think this is how we do it. We can talk about love, but let's let's make it an action word. In, in which that's the, that's what it is. Let's let's display love. Let's show unity. And um and right now what Robert and I are doing is we're bringing it to you. We're showing you what love looks like and how we can make this a reality for our especially our youth and in our communities. Yeah, that is so great. Uh, <clears throat> you know, listeners out there that are hearing this on the radio or podcast, if you see these two men right now, they are beaming because they know that this is a B. BHAG deal, right? Uh, meaning that hairy, godlike <laughs> opportunity that we have in front of us. So what are the organization's plans? I mean, you're in this whole kind of situation right now. It's a challenge. So what are, the, what are kind of the plans you guys have for the future, Robert? Well, we were talking, uh, George and I, about having a youth leadership conference, mm. uh, addressing what's called social emotional learning, helping kids with the critical thinking skills. And the place and the time to be determined once we know where we're at and where this is going in, in the new normal, whatever that new normal is going to look like. 
And, and, and when we get the clearance from the governor or from the mayor, or whoever that comes from, even from Washington, then we will put a hard date and a location to it. And we're going to invite the entire, the entire state of Illinois, not just Lake County, but the entire state of Illinois to come together is one race, the human race. Ah, I love it. George, how about you? What, what, how do you see uh, some of the things, the initiatives blending together? Because uh, you guys are almost in lockstep, I think, as far as the, what you're thinking about, uh, you know, the faith background, and a lot of other things, and this uh, whole projection of, you know, those two great commandments, you know, loving your Lord, your God, and your neighbor. I mean, it's just, it just seems like, to your point, now's the time because we're in times where we have to show some love. We have to bring this together. I think this is a great commission, big time right now. Uh, how we can step into this as Christians. George, what's your thoughts? Well, I'm a, I'm excited, you know. I, I can just, you know, come behind Robert and say that we're working behind the scenes. You know, we're paying close attention to what's at hand and, and you know, however the government moves, we'll move in that in that direction. But right now, you know, we're already working. We're, we're trying to promote peace through literature and education. And, you know, we're doing that by getting our books out. People don't understand the power of books, the power of reading, the power of, of sharing information of, of your message, turning a mess into a message. And that's what we're doing. And so behind the scenes, we're working together and we're making it happen. So I'm, like you said, I'm beaming. I'm excited about, you know, I want to get out of this COVID-19 scenario right now and just work. But we're doing some things behind the scenes and we're glad about it. You know, I'm thrilled that you're looking at bringing together a an event, you know, yet this year right here in Illinois <clears throat> to be able to do that. I want to remind our listeners you want to text 224-404-1988. And if you text us with the word BARIO, B-A-R-I-I-O, uh, you're going to get uh, a book. Three books are going to be given away. Uh, Robert's books are going to be given away. And if you text us that same number, 224-404-1988, you're going to get the series of nine books. Three listeners are going to get the series of nine books. And that keyword is legacy. So you're going to want to get out there, get on that phone, text us so that you can get these fabulous books as illustrations. And I know both of these guys are going to have copies of those books for you to buy or get distributed to your groups or whatever it might be. So really, this is a, an initiative that whose time has come. These two men, powerful men, have come together to unite this, to show the love of Christ out there for our youth and hopefully really make an impact on our educational system. We're starting right here in Illinois with this initiative. Uh, also, get out there and check out Faith Marketplace. There's this little tab on there called Donations. This is a ministry. That's how we exist. We need your help. We need your support to continue this out. We like some. We got some plans coming up for being able to expand our footprint, what we're doing, but we really want you to be able to go out there and help support us. And like I said before, all the podcasts that we've had, for close to seven years now, are out there for you to download and listen to. And believe me, we've had some fabulous guests. None of them more fabulous than these two gentlemen come together. I am so excited about this today. It's been a great show. Now, guess what? You got to stay tuned because we got one more segment coming up, and we're going to tackle the subject out of uh, Proverbs for Business that says, Do you realize how your work affects others? I think we got a great group of people today be talking about that as that truly, how does what their work do and affects others? You've heard a little bit about that, but these two guys are going to bring it, and we're going to be right back.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Now, back to founding partner of the Samurai Business Group and Marketplace veteran, Bob Lambert. Hey, we're back with my special guest, Dr. Robert Rentiera of the, found, of the Barrio Foundation and George Moore, founder of Legacy Reentry Foundation, our special guest. And we're going to roundtable the subject, Do You Realize How Your Work Affects Others? And I think these two are absolute examples of what that looks like. Dr. Robert, what would you say about this? How's well, your work affecting people? Something I, I heard several years ago when I first became an author was Oprah Winfrey said, tell your story so we could all be healed. And little did I understand the power of word, right? So as I mentioned earlier that I've learned through the Barrio books, they're not just pictures, of books with pictures and words, but a burning message of hope and dreams that for generations to come and for decades to follow till the end of time, kids and adults be reading my books. And that for me is a legacy. Boy, that led, that was a great lead in, George. <laughs> a legacy. <laughs> <laughs> There's no better segue than that. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, you know, when you talk about legacy, you know, uh, most of us think of what we leave behind it. And also, I want to add on to the fact that inheritance has to do with that. Inheritance uh, means the word or legacy means inheritance. And so, you know, what we're given and so we're helping people to understand that God has given you something, whether you're a janitor, uh, whether you're somebody working at McDonald's, you can still be in living epistle. There's an inheritance that God has put on the inside of you that you can be an example to somebody. And I think that's what Robert is doing so well with his books. And that's what I'm doing with my books. And we're trying to, to leave something for you that's been placed in us, uh, not just by our words, but how we live our lifestyle. And that will in turn affect, infect or affect people all over. Yeah, I have to say that uh, <clears throat> as you guys both know me and you know me for quite a while, getting called into this ministry was not in this galaxy my thinking whatsoever that I was going to be a radio guy I'm going to be uh, yeah you know interviewing great Christian men and women you know uh, with this program and the fascinating part about this is I'll probably know how maybe as God as long as God keeps me on this earth I'm really ever going to really realize how much this work has impacted others uh, I don't know that all I know that I pray for every day is that when I get up there before him, and he says, well done, good and faithful servant. Look what you brought me, and I'm not going to have a clue to it. You know, I, I won't have an idea about that because I'm not down here for a body count. I'm really trying to do the best we can. And as you men do, planting seeds, trying to be an impact at what you do and walking it, not just talking it. Uh, I think those are powerful words you said, Robert, you know, but through the illustration of words and deeds that people are going to pick up on it. Uh, when they see how you both you men walk into room, your presence. I've seen it. Uh, people are drawn to you. They know that you are the real deal. So what other ways, Robert, in the in the commercial sense of the regular business, uh, what ways do you think that you um, your work has impacted others at, with your leadership? Well, from, from, from a social impact standpoint, you know, there's corporations that we're working with like Papa John's, mm. right, who, who uh, gives 40% discount off to the public in Illinois, and they get, then they donate 10% back to the foundation. Mm. So we're creating a win-win-win. So if you go to Papa John's and put in the code Barrio 10, you'll get 40% off. Well, 40% off right now to a lot of people is a lot of money. Right? Yeah. So, so we're helping Papa John's have a social impact for their, their company. And then we're helping the company save money. And then we're taking that money that comes back to Barrio and we're donating books back to the community. So it's a triangle effect that creates a win-win for everyone. That's wonderful. George, how about you? 
You know, I'm, I'm excited about our new partnership with Ace Hardware. Um, we recently made a partnership with Kurt's Cafe, which deals with the youth in Everson Highland Park, and they needed work for their youth. So Ace Hardware, they already came along and said, listen, we will hire them. And I said, well, they may have a background. And it was just amazing to me that they understood our mission at Legacy and said, we'll be willing to hire them irregardless of their background. We'll also train them. We know that we can trust you and that you'll send us the right people. And so that was huge for me. And that's what we're about, talking to employers to, to hire employees that they might not necessarily hire and give them a second chance and see that it can work out for you. So that's big for us in creating partnerships and like I said, making them more empathetic uh, towards people and giving them a second chance. Yeah, that is that is so powerful. And uh, I wanna commend you for that relationship up there, George, with <clears throat> Eight Hayes Artwares up here in Lake County. Uh, they, you know, uh, they have a heart for this, uh, great Christian family that owns that, those, that group of stores that came together like that and uh, and they're they're walking it. I mean, they're actually going out there and doing it. And I was so thrilled when you told me about that, that, hey, they, they want, they're accepting and they're gonna do that. What, how, that. That's just the heart of Christ right there, right? Uh, being accepting and understanding that, hey, uh, there's not one of us that's without sin, you know? And <laughs> believe me, I think that is huge from the standpoint of people accepting other people. Uh, again, just quickly, why don't you both touch on what is this uniting to coming together is really how you feel about this is what kind of impact we're going to have on the, on the not only the state, but hopefully bigger than that. Robert? Well, I'd like to say I was telling George, you know, people think that the issues, and not all people, mind you, but a lot of people think the issues in the community are inner city kids, inner city issues, black and brown. And I was telling George, it wasn't but a year and a half ago that we had 25 school shootings across the country. And all those school shootings, if you don't know, happened in suburban America. And each of the shooters that happened in all 25 cases were not black or brown. So the issues we have are real for people. The, you know, for, for everybody has these issues. So it's not just black kids are doing bad things and brown kids are doing bad things. This is a people issue. Right. So we, that's, why, that's why we want to unite to show everybody that if we come together and take care of each other, that, that needs to happen because that's how the foundation of this world was built. Right. So we want to build on that foundation, Bob. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is serving these underserved, underprivileged communities, starting there, right? Because these kids, you got to give them a leg up. And what I'm hearing from both of you is to give them hope. Would that yes. be correct, George? Yes. That would be, you know, uh, another word for hope is expectation. And some of the youth that we deal with, just individuals, like Robert said, it's not a race thing. It's a people thing. Um, right now, people need some kind of expectation other than what they see around them. Is there anything better than what I see? Is there something better than this? And I believe that's what we provide. We provide opportunities. We provide hope, expectation. There's something better than what you see and even than what you see in the mirror. A lot of people I deal with, especially young people, unfortunately, it's hard for them to forgive themselves. And so we're dealing mm. with a mind thing. Yep. We're, we're dealing with yep. renewing the mind. And I just want to add on that a lot of what Robert is doing and what I'm doing has to do with job preparedness. And mm. if we give them a resource and say, okay, you can get a job, if that person is not prepared mentally, then that resource is of naught. And so we're preparing people for the next world that's, that's here to come. That even the cyber world, listen, you can start an online business. And so to help our youth to understand there's more opportunities for you and to get your mind locked into that. You know, uh, both of you guys have seen some enormous things and some miracles happening in the communities. In the brief time we have left, 
real quickly, Robert, one cup of something that you've seen that has been profound for you with what you've been doing. Well, you know, just today, um, we just formalized a national press release. It's going to go out to media across the country, which I'll share with you guys tomorrow when it comes out. But working with our archangels out of mm-hmm. Aurora for this whole COVID-19, uh, that he's pledging and we're planning on hiring up to 150 new positions with archangels. Wow. Homeless vets, disabled vets, and the public at large. So that announcement will go out tomorrow. So you're wow. getting a preview of all right, cool. I love it. You heard it here on this show, folks. Breaking news. George, how about you? Real quick. Some spectacular well, things you've seen. By the time of seen. this broadcast, it will have been, sure. Uh, by the time of this broadcast, which will have been yesterday, uh, Friday, uh, Detective Rollins and myself and others uh, will be going out to uh, deal with the homeless and to help people who are in the in the streets, so to speak. We're going straight to them, of course, with PPE and pr- protection. But They've asked for 75 of my books, and so they're going to uh, put those books out. And so I'm giving them the PDF, and they're going to print those 75 books, and we're going to give them to the to the homeless or people in need. And those books have resources in them where they can get jobs, 211, United Way. So I'm super excited that by the time this broadcast, it would have already been done. Oh, man. All right, guys. You guys stay tuned for this broadcast and then some that are coming up. Again, this is Bob Lambert, Faith Marketplace Radio, uh, with my co-host that wasn't here today, Jennifer Reyes, but she's going to be back in, uh, next Saturday at noon to 1 o'clock here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. And we want to bringing Christians of faith together to how they walk their faith at work. That's the, the mission of this ministry is to how do you integrate your faith in work, which is a big subject. So stay tuned. We're going to be back next Saturday.